On January 6th, 2021, I, along with millions of Americans, watched the horror that unfolded at our nation's capital. A violent protest, a coup, insurrection, terrorism, whatever you want to call it, it was a blatant attack on our democracy and the ideals that we as Americans hold so dear. But that wasn't the only thing that happened that day. For millions of Black Americans, they not only saw the same attack on democracy, but they also witnessed a kind of privilege that they have never experienced. There's no denying that the rioters who violated our Capitol that day received much different treatment than the Black Lives Matter protesters from this summer. I'm currently in the middle of editing my next episode, which is going to be on the topic of race. After witnessing the heartbreaking and brutal killing of George Floyd this summer and the subsequent protests demanding racial justice, I knew it was a topic that all towns and communities were and are still grappling with, which makes this a timely and important topic. The day after the attack on the Capitol, a couple of the people that I had interviewed for this next episode reached out to me, clearly disturbed by what happened in Washington, and asked if they could share their thoughts. So we quickly gathered four available members of the community, all of whom you will hear much more from in the next episode, and we all sat down via Zoom. They talked, and I listened. What you're about to hear is a raw, honest, and at times difficult conversation to listen to. Difficult because as a white person, I'm aware that this conversation lays our collective sins as white Americans to bear. This conversation is one that is happening all across our country, amongst our black communities. But it's one that we all need to have and to listen to. I'm grateful to these four individuals for being willing to share their thoughts, their anger, and their frustrations. I'm sure they're aware that not everyone who listens will agree. But in order for us as a country to make any sort of progress, we have to be willing to have these difficult conversations, and we have to be willing to listen. So with that, I'll leave you to Robert Armstead, Lee Barham, Patricia Ingram, and Faye Walker-Taylor. And welcome to All Town USA. Well, I guess I'll dive in. I'm just straight up just shocked at the way the um, the Capitol Police acted. You know, I don't condone violence, but they had the utmost res- restraint against those people that were pushing against them, that was threatening their lives. Black people have ran away from the police officer to be shot in the back. So as I was sitting there watching it, it was just, it was... One, it was mind-boggling to me how they could overrun the state capitol. And two, they had their guns drawn. People was actually pushing, shoving, and threatening them. And they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't use force. So as a black person in a black community that have guns that have been pulled on me from the police officer, it, it's just unreal. It just, it just don't make sense how can you have restraint against a group of angry mob terrorists? And then if a black man is running from you, you shoot him in his back. If you pull out a cell phone, you shoot him. If he raises his hand up, you shoot him. So, so there is, there's, there would be no way from this day moving forward that they can say all justice is blind. It was for the world to see. There's a black justice and white justice. I agree with you, Lee. And I would say that was as eye-opening as the world watching uh, the police officer with his foot in Floyd's uh, neck. 
it was just as impactful to the point that Biden even had to say that if it had been Blacks, there would have been a different outcome. I mean, it was so obvious where white world could actually see systemic racism at its purest form. It was in their face. And the reason, and I know Black people are looking going, okay, if it had been Black, it would have been a massacre, period. We know how that would have gone. But to have the senators and the House of Representatives frightened to understand this is how Black people feel when the police come up on them, or if a Black man is somewhere by himself and there's a group of white people, how they feel threatened. It was like it was in their face. I mean, it was so, it was almost surreal. And I spoke to a couple people yesterday and I told them, I said, you know, just stand back and watch how rules and laws and things are going to change because white America was attacked by white America. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with black people. That was white people going up against democracy. If it had been us, they would have they would have been building boats to put us on to try to send us to Africa, and we're not even from there. It was showing white America, you are totally out of control in your beliefs, your practices, and now you got to deal with your own animal. And there were some people that even made the statement, we built this house. So right. that shows that they were, they were ignorant to the history because slaves built the Capitol. Slaves built Washington, D.C. <laughs> well, and also to add to some of what you were talking about, I don't know if you've seen the taping when the one uh, white lady said, uh, they're shooting at us. We're not Black Lives Matter. So because <laughs> of what she was doing and thought she was privileged, that they thought it was okay to do this. And another thing what got me, I'm not shocked because... Um, what got me, though, is when the black policeman was in that building by himself or on that stairwell and how he just swinging the baton and steady running. And I said, now that was his time to shoot because that's an angry mob coming after him. He'll run so far, then he'll swing his baton, stop, then run again. And I said, now, there is no way they would allow if that was a, a white policeman, he would have been shooting from day one. Right. But I guess he was frightened. But I that goes to show how sometimes we have that discipline or we'll hold back when it's the time when his life was threatened. So so how can a black officer that is being threatened by angry mob have restraint when a white officer is not being threatened by a black man that's fleeing from him, shoot him in his back? So how do you justify that? Yes. <laughs> and I, on to your point, I think this is the time when the voice of the NAACP, every black organization need to say we need justice. OK, the white policemen that were taking pictures, doing faces with the the mob. But I heard FBI or the uh, they're being looked at. They should be fired because they yeah. are supporters, the ones that open the gate to allow them to, didn't just let them break it down, open the gate to let them through, they should be fired. Because if it was a black person, they would be fired and they'd be trying to run them out of the state. So every black organization need to stand together and say, we want to see what you're going to do with your justice, call it out and make a noise now. 
and say, okay, we want to see justice. Mm-hmm. They're going to do what they always do. Call it, put it, put their label on it, whatever label they want, and sweep it under the rug because it's white. It's white. They can't do any wrong. Simple as that, time after time. I don't care if it's a knee on the neck, running away from the police. If you're white and do something, they're going to find a way to justify it. Simple as that. They're going to do anything. It's like they haven't done anything to this president time after time after time after time. They're not going to do anything but talk and say this, that, and the other. But when the dust clear, nothing changes. Simple as that. I'm not going to be settled. So far, I was watching the news, and they indicted 14 people. I'm not going to be settled with 14 people. 10,000? Wow. You're right. I need need thousands of people. Well, I guess that's just really great. They indicted 14 people. That really, that really makes me ecstatic because they got 14 people. They got 400 and something black people in the Black Lives March arrested them that night. Uh-huh. 400 and something. And you want to tell me about 14? Please. That's yeah, the hypocrisy. Yeah, I mean, they just, they probably used them 14 as the sacrificial lamb. No. We need thousands of people to be indicted and not just for trespassing, also for murder, because there was an officer that died. But everyone is is pointing at Trump, who is who um, incited this hate. No, Trump just allow it to be more bold. Right. That's all this. This here been this is America. America was built on hatred. America was built. This is not our land. This is Native American land. So when they talk about land, let's really talk about who land it belongs to. It belongs to the Native American. They took it from them. So Mm -hmm. America was built on hatred. America was built on wars. America was built on overthrowing people. So they just seen, as as someone spoke earlier, they just seen the roosters just came home to the roost. That's all it is. This is America. Correct. This is is America. Trump is just showing you what blatantly. This is America. This is, he's not doing things discreetly. He's blatant. Uh, He don't have time to finesse it. He's going to just come right out and I'm white. I can do this. Uh, you had a black president that tried to do all the right in the world. They wouldn't let him do anything. But I'm doing all the wrong in the world, and I'm getting away with it. You know why? Because I'm a white man. Simple as that. There, there is privilege. There, there, there's been privilege that's, that's, that's there. I mean, and then we want to, and Biden, I'm glad he became president, but he said, Let's heal the nation. The nation will never be healed. Never, ever will heal itself until it addresses the root of the issue. 
And that is racism. Again, we, you know what happened? This, this is my personal opinion. The people that did the marching, the people that had the dogs and the sit-ins and the true black leaders that got us to the table, then when my generation came along, got to the table, they forgot to put food in the trough. They stopped fighting because we got comfortable. So now we got comfortable. And now you're looking at, it's like history repeating itself. Why are we still fighting about racial injustice that's supposed to have been taken care of in the 60s? This is 2021. And we're still talking about them same problems. Why are we still talking about education in the school system? 2031, you'll still be talking about the same problem. So what do we do to When you're dead and gone, they will still be talking about this same problem. Well, how do we rectify it? Sooner or later, we got to put a stop to it. I feel it's a great awakening for them. And just like uh, the media was showing, uh, the guy walks through the chambers with the Confederate flag. What are you trying to say? The Union against, you know, the Confederacy? So, again, it's like, wow, this is, this is something to really see. Not to get off of what you're saying, I always have said, um, everything will start with the Black, but sooner or later, it got to go over to them. Because you can't keep affecting us without beginning to affect your own color or your own people at the wow. That's how it is. Okay. If you look up the word hypocrisy in America, <laughs> put the mirror right there in their face. Because it's like, oh, it's one thing for you and it's something totally different from us and you want to call it justice. Mm -hmm. Unless you're going to say just us. We have a different law. And there is. And there is. Absolutely. There is. Like I said. The, the them guys held back restraint. Every you can go to every black person in this country and ask them. They are shocked by the restraint that these cops had. They were busting through the door. They shot through the door. If that would been a black mob on the other side of that door, they would have shot through that door so much you would have two picks. They had the utmost restraint. And not only when they was, got him out, they escorted him out, pat him on the back. You can see him. Pat him on the back. You know, come on out. And they walked out all all gingerly. They would have shut that building down and would have had a turkey shoot. Mm -hmm. it wouldn't, they would, you, we wouldn't have walked out of there. Yeah. We wouldn't have walked out. No way. No way. They would have carried bodies out of there. We always talk about the cops need to be retrained. The cops need to be retrained. If hey, if every cop had that restraint, what they did up there in the Capitol, we wouldn't be talking about this. So it's not about need to be retrained. That's right. It's in them. It's like it's all right to shoot us. Uh huh. Right. It's all right to use violence against us. It's all right because the first words out their mouth, I was threatened. So the first words out my mouth moving forward to any officer that does something. Look up at the Capitol. Weren't they threatened? But what they do see is that these people came in and they're destroying or putting a, a stain on democracy. Democracy, yes. 
And so they'll fight and to uh, put change in or effect change based on uh, democracy and love of country and not necessarily love of you as a black person or love of truth. And if they were lovers of truth and they wanted to uh, do what was right, mm -hmm. then we wouldn't have racism, but that's not their agenda. Mm -hmm. But the change is going, to become, uh, is going to happen because of the threat to democracy. Yes. And so hopefully we will reap some of the benefit of that. Well, I'm split. As a black man, I am just flabbergasted over the restraint they had. And as an American, I'm just appalled by, by them attacking democracy. Yeah, Trump said that, that the world is laughing at us when Obama was in it. No, the world is laughing at us now. If we're supposed to be the leaders and the beacon and the spokesperson for the world, we got to clean up our own house. We got to sweep our own front porch. And our, for, our front porch has been dirty for years, 402 years to be exact. It's been dirty. I'm tired of watching insanity only because people won't do what they need to do when they need to do it. I'm tired of wasted words. Just tired. As sad as Robert's comments make me, I think it's a call to action to make his 2031 prediction untrue. And that's our responsibility. Again, I want to thank Faye, Patricia, Lee, and Robert for their honesty. If you want to hear more from them as well as others about how racism has personally affected them, and thoughts on how we can overcome issues regarding racial injustice, please check out episode eight of this podcast. Alltown USA is written, edited, and produced by me, Stephanie Young. Theme music written by Will and Janet Buchanan, performed by Darren Pierce. Thanks to Robert Armstead, Lee Barham, Patricia Ingram, and Faye Walker-Taylor.